This is a recording of an interview I did a little while ago with David Lichman, where we talk about happy horses. So this episode is one of a series where I interview professionals about this subject. Now, I apologize for the sound quality. It isn't quite as good on this recording, but I thought you would really enjoy the conversation, so I'm posting it anyway. David has been a friend and colleague of mine since the late 90s, and he was my first teacher of natural horsemanship. So here we go, episode 79, Happy Horses with David Lichman. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Welcome, David Lichman. And Hi, Karen. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> hey, let, me try that again. let me try that again. Hi, Karen. <laughs> Hello, David. Okay, we have to remember why we're here. Um, first, thank you for uh, being part of my Happy Horse interview series. For those of you who don't know David, he is a five-star Pirelli professional, and he was actually my first introduction into natural horsemanship. And uh, we have been friends, colleagues, and co-mentors since then, which was ah, the 90s, the late 90s. Mm. Uh, David's also a fan of dressage naturally. Is that safe to say, David? Huge fan. <laughs> Yay! So, you know, I love going to David with my interesting questions because I always get really interesting answers for him from him. Uh, no pressure at all. <laughs> Wait, should Thank I be closer? <laughs> you were closer there for a minute. How's that? I, I can do that. I'm movable. I just leaned. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So this all started because a student recently asked me, how do I know if my horse is happy? And, you know, I gave him an answer, but it really made me wonder how other professionals would answer that question and how other professionals think about their horse's happiness and what they do to keep their horses happy. Uh, I think it's, it's a subject that we, we can't really think too, too much about. It's certainly interesting uh, to me. In dressage, the rule book even says that the object of dressage is the development of the horse into a happy athlete. So I can't stop thinking about how this question, and I'm really um, curious to see, to hear your thoughts on it. I, I have uh, a few, very few. <laughs> uh, so the, the first thing I did is I, I called up Dr. Jennifer Zellig's and I said, did Karen ask you to uh, interview on the, uh, how do you tell if your horse is happy? Because I was thinking about uh, stealing your answer and cheating. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is going to be on the series, but you're going first because that's I the know. thing that you chose. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to steal uh, her answer. Plus she wouldn't yeah. give me one. <laughs> well, can, can I start with, I think, first of all, like, does happiness 
matter to you? Do, do your, does your horse's happiness matter to you? Uh, yes, I'd say yes. Um, and I like the question you, you phrased earlier uh, as uh, is what, you know, is, is, it, is happiness the mere absence of unhappiness? <laughs> Can it be that? Or, you know, what is it? And, and the real answer um, in some discussions with Jennifer, but the real answer is it's not possible to know from the inside. So we have to judge on behavior. We have to judge the behavior. I just watched a thing from a neuroscientist about um, trying to figure out, you know, emotional states based on behavior because we don't have a way to to look inside. So uh, we're going to look at behavior to see are they uh, do they appear to be happy? And then I think your question is, what does that look like? Because we know what it looks like when they're not happy. So what does it look like when they are happy? And for me. The simple answer is, um, do they show up? Now, I have the, the uh, I guess it's the, the advantage that I play at Liberty. So like if I'm riding, they, they you know, I kind of, they, they've shown up <laughs> whether they want to or not because I'm sitting on them. Right? I mean, I guess they could leave, but it wouldn't be pleasant. Uh, so the fact that Liberty horses show up and and ask, can I do it again? It's a question of uh, of uh, motivation, I think. It, that's that's what I look for. So are they standing at the gate waiting to, for their turn, or are they off? Oh, thank God he didn't pick me. So that's kind of what I look for. Um, the other thing is, um, I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. Now, I think that that's a, a huge part of it. And I think what you said about the riding is really important. I mean, yes, horses can get rid of us and leave while riding, but it's a bigger move. And I think there's, you know, in Liberty, they have that choice in every second. Ah, so yes, it's that's what I would... for them to show us, I'm okay with this, I'm not okay with this, where riding, there's a range where they're not okay but they're still underneath us because we're controlling it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, I think that's exactly what I was thinking of is that, the, so the idea of happiness, I think of it in three ways. The way you just mentioned is, do I have control over my own environment? Mm -hmm. I think this is satisfying. All animals, I think, need this and, and, um, and feel good when they have that. So, in liberty, of course, they have a lot full control over their environment. Now, I mean, you could there's ways to make it extreme, such that they don't have control. But I think in in my work, they have a lot of control. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then then there's the question of okay, what are, what is the what are the things that are important that might make the horse happy or unhappy? And I think that um, that there's there's uh, avoidance of pain mm -hmm. and attraction to uh, let's say delicious things or things things they like uh, um, and and also in terms of avoidance of pain I, I think that a fearful animal is not going to be happy so in terms of of uh, it was interesting I was thinking about 
why do people go to what humans why do they go to scary movies <laughs> the, the, the ones that it makes them happy they enjoy being scared and and having fear so i, I can't answer that for people but i think the horses when that when, when they're not fearful so i think it, it it behooves us to find ways to to help them alleviate their fear that's what basically what I do for a living when I go out is I help people look let's let's make sure he's happy in this situation that he's not afraid that he feels like he has some control over his own environment we have techniques for that and then he can the happiness can emerge but then there's there's two there's another piece of fear like the fear of things but there's that that uh, thing that Temple Grandin talks about which is the fear of being separated from the herd and I said, yeah, it's fear. I mean, why is she making this differentiation? But what she says that's very clever is you never hear a horse that's afraid of a, uh, let's say, a scary uh, flag screaming and calling. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like just trying to get out. He's not. But when they are separated from their buddies, then just love screaming and calling. So there's a difference she identifies that difference. I, I'm going to say I lump it all in. That's that's fear, but there is something different about seeking to be with others. That uh, that's a different kind of a fear. So those, the the fear of other thing of the environment and the fear of being separated, and then there's the uh, 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 when that's when you can alleviate those. Then I think you open the door to happiness. Mm. Yeah, and I, I I agree. I think for sure a good place to start is to eliminate the things that are absolutely causing unhappiness <laughs> you know because yeah. i think part of you know part of what happiness is is there's a contentment you know i'm happy with the way things are i'm content and so there's always for me it's like how do you get out of the negative now you're just like okay i'm not unhappy exactly. and then there's degrees of ecstaticness or joy and I think those are, you know, bonus points. Uh, so I, I love that your, you know, your kind of baseline is like, let's eliminate fear. Let's eliminate. Oh, you went away. Uh, sorry. Oh, that's sorry. Okay. I, I forgot. Uh, hold on. I'm going to uh, put us on uh, do not disturb. Okay. I forgot to do that. <laughs> now I've completely lost you. Maybe you're there. You're still there. You just, there you are. There you are. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so and I think there is so much out there about how to recognize when your horse is anxious, what does their face look like, what are their um, behaviors, and I think you're that you're right on. Like we got to eliminate the things that are causing them pain and and fear. And then I think right. what, it's interesting what you said about like some people love to go to scary movies. Like what is that? And you know, it's not only fear, but they they actually want it. So maybe it's like excitement or um, variety or you know and I, I, I there's I'm, some there's some intrinsic uh, value to that for those people right. but we have to be careful because they go to the movie knowing that they are not going to get stabbed right 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 no no but <laughs> so I think, it's like I think a safe the, environment yeah <laughs> but this idea I think some horses um, you know and this is where I think it comes down to individuals because some horses to be left all alone in a safe environment could 
make them really unhappy. They're bored. I mean, horses, I think, can tolerate things pretty well. But I think some horses love to like go somewhere new and ooh, this is new stuff. And I've felt that personally, you know, have the horses that love to go out and ones that are like, no, I just want to stay in my nice, safe little environment. Yeah. I, it I seems think to me that they love it. We'll put it that way. It seems to me that they seem more happy, whatever that is. They lighten up. They, you know, in those circumstances where other horses maybe not. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when we're, if we're talking about when we're playing with the horses, my thing is show up, be motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, why wouldn't you, why isn't that happy? That, that's what it looks like. But if just the state of happiness, they could be just, you know, they're probably happy when they're resting. They're right. probably happy when they're grazing. They're, you know, that's a different kind of a happiness. So I think what's important to us is, you know, I think almost everybody tries to give the horse a situation where, you know, he's, he's going to be happy when we leave him alone. It's what it's the real question is, is he happy about playing with us or letting us ride him or these other things? So I, I look for ways to just help convince them that, that they will enjoy it. Uh, it's interesting because when you start having horses uh, like Julio, for example, he would he would get scared a lot, um, especially when in the big performances, you know, three five thousand people, you know, you'd see him, and some some days he would just be so scared that I had practice a happy spot for him, which was on his pedestal. So we have the three horse Liberty Act, and I have one horse standing on the pedestal. <laughs> And I have two horses going around doing cool stuff. And people thought that's what the his job was to stand there and then later rear or something or lie down, whatever he was going to do. But the reality was that I could see he was really unhappy and I needed to give him a happy place that still was would be functioning. Mm-hmm. He, he really wouldn't have been happy to leave with the other ones in there. So uh, he, he got to stay there and that was happy. There's other times when he wasn't joining in in the play when you could see he was really enjoying just doing his own thing and um, and trying to distract the other ones from doing their thing their thing too, so you could see that he was he was in that that playful mood. So I had different strategies for that mm-hmm. when he was when he was being that way. I'd say, okay, I'm going to play that game with you. We're going to run. We're going to chase. I'm going to send the other ones to go get you. I'm going to hop on one and follow you around or something. But in the case where I could see that he was uh, troubled, I would give him a different a happiness that matched his his needs there. Mm-hmm. That's cool because, well, for one thing, there could be two different, you know, two different types of horses, two different horses. One, when he's upset, needs to stand still. For another one, that might make him more fearful to have to stay in one place and needs to move. And now you have one horse that that switches sometimes. So yeah. how do you know? Well, I think it's, what, I mean, what, what are the signs? And, and I know this is like, whatever you say is not going to be like the perfect dissertation on this, but it's like just gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But I see, husband. you know, what when they, mean? when they are, when they are uh, wringing their neck, that's, that's a, you know, a statement of, uh, of coming from strength, not from weakness and fear. They, they wring their neck. They, they say, come on, bring it, bring it on. We're going to play. So running, wringing their neck, that kind of stuff. You know, um, the other one, they kind of get wide-eyed and go, meh. 
you know, I'm terrified pacing back and forth. So, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the happiness that comes from uh, physical movement and maybe chasing other horses and maybe a little dominance or dominance play or uh, interaction, those, the, that kind of happiness, uh, if the horse likes that, we can interact with them on that, on that level. That's basically how I see that. Mm-hmm. So when I see them doing that, then I go, okay, I need to change my game plan because for me to stand in the middle and have them do fancy figures around, nah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Frederick Pignon was the master of that or is the master of that because his horse would take off in the show and he would just run across the arena, meet him halfway, vault up on his back and then, okay, you run wherever you want because I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great yeah. to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that flexibility to read what's happening in the moment and then and then adapt. So it kind of comes back to what you said about the horses having some freedom to control their environment so they can tell you, you know, tell you how they're feeling. Right. You observe the behavior and then you and and basically I think they're happy if they if they want to play. If they come, do you want to play? And I don't pay, as you know, I don't pay too much attention to uh, ears back uh, um, because that can be so many things. And if they show up and they, they want, to, want to play and they don't want to leave and they're, you know, concentrated or some, sometimes, you know, even people, we say they have resting bee face, right? <laughs> so they don't even know it. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Well, tell your face. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love you brought that up because this this happens a lot, you know, and seeing all my different characters in my herd um, at different times, you know, Ovation has a grumpy face on. I can see him have a grumpy face out in the pasture and he walks up to another horse and just bites him on the butt and everyone's like, yeah, it's Ovation, you know, where on a different horse that might be a sign of something else. And, you know, I've seen horses be incredibly afraid and their ears are up yeah, yeah and i've had horses be totally content and they have their resting the resting bee face as you said or yeah. they're focusing or you know i always say like look at a t- the photographs of you know a sprinter mid right they're not like yeah hussein bolt crossing the finish line yeah you know unless he's ahead by like 20 lengths you know he's yeah. like, ah. in the middle of athletic en- endeavor um yeah um it's interesting because on the way in this morning um uh, the horses came in from the grass and then i was let them out into the uh the front area where they live and sam had started to clean out there and then the food delivery because we're not going to the grocery shopping came and he had to go deal with that so i came out and the cart was out there with you know the manure cart that they see seen you know thousands and thousands of times was sitting out there in a place where it not normally and all three of them were standing there and i took a picture of it from behind so i didn't get that beautiful years up picture but the point is those horses if you took the picture from the other side people would be going oh wow look at the beautiful expression but they were all terrified yeah so um yeah I, I try to look at what's the whole behavior not just the ear position and i definitely have one horse uh, leon that he he pretty much goes around with his ears back all the time um whether I'm there or not. And, uh, I, but I do see him, he's definitely low man on the totem pole and the others push him around, push him around. And so he'll just, he, it's like his little defensive place where he's kind of saying, you know, 
don't 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 come over here i'm fine leave, you know leave me alone but then when the other ones will will stop paying attention to him then he'll like light up a little bit and he'll go over there and then take a bite and run <laughs> <laughs> so he's so expressive that you know that when when he comes in and, I, and he's got his ears back and he walks in you know coming in to eat i look at him and i go what are you thinking? And you go, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I just find it, I find it um, charming mm-hmm. usually with him. Now yeah. I have a special place for him because he's a relative to 13. I'm, you know, I've had him since he was a baby here. So maybe, maybe I'm not looking at it uh, uh, impartially, but, but I find that aspect of him to be charming. And um, the, the, the real answer is, if I didn't find it to be charming, not much I could do about it. I don't think I could train him to put his ears forward, and and uh, but then the question is, is that going to make him happier? Yeah. <laughs> Probably <Yes>. not. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's hard. The ovation is very expressive, and he really changes very quickly <laughs> in what his face looks like. Um, so sometimes when I get ready to ride him, he can be standing there in the grooming stall and he has his face on. I think, gosh, if, if somebody looked at him right now, they'd think, you know, oh, this poor, miserable old school horse or something. Yeah. But you know, I take him off, the, I, I take his halter off and hold up the bridle and he's like, Rah! give yeah. it to me. And if I don't, like today, I didn't ride him. It was his day off. And he was just pestering. He kept putting himself in the grooming stall. He kept being in the way. So he kept looking for that attention and, you know, he seems really willing, you know, willing is I think part of happiness, right? They're willing. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I said. They show up, they show show up up and say, let's play that. That's a, that's a good sign of happiness. Yeah. And again, I think the key again is to, for those of you maybe aren't doing so much Liberty or listening to this, like to give your horses these chances to show what they really wanted to do and to be able to listen to them and give them, give them some choice. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. I think. Am I, mis- am I misremembering or uh, did I put the first ride on in the ovation? You did, and I still don't forgive you for that. No, it wasn't a ride, it was a sit. I don't think I knew. 
<laughs> that it was the first, right? Well, at you least told me afterwards. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so a couple things you're saying I want to go circle back to is um, there's how they are in their environment, and then there's how they are with us. And yeah. these are two things that I think about. So I want to feel like if I look out my window, I feel like my horses are happy, like that they have a certain level of not unhappy at least. Right. And then there's the what happens when I show up. And I and I think there's some playing because not every horse has, you know, 53,000 acres and to roam on with very terrain and, and safe. You know, sometimes our horses are kept in, small areas so you could look and say well the horses aren't you know grazing they're not moving they're not having a lot of space but then you know how can we can at least have them like not unhappy but then how much can we actually enrich their lives and and well that's exactly what they're not all in perfect horse you know landscapes but how much can i make up for that yeah, right. And I, I was thinking about it when you said that, like if I look out now, because uh, the, the my daughter's older horse has to get special food and the horse she's with would steal it, I separate them. Mm-hmm. So you would see the younger horse pacing the fence line because saying, hey, that one's getting cool stuff to eat and I get nothing in it. Well, she has hay in there. But, and so she's unhappy being locked up in there away from her buddy. But um, you know, it's just a fact of life. She has to get used to that. But it's, you know, you wouldn't see them. They at least most of the time are out. And and I worry about that because a lot of people have horses living in a stall. Maybe if they're lucky, they have a stall with a with a little outdoor run. If they're really lucky, they have a, you set it up with a fence outside that they can either choose to be separate from the other horse or the, next to them, or they can go outside and play across the the fence that's a great way to make it more interesting for them but in the end of the day you know they're, they're stuck in this little tiny place and you just huh, it's not so great but um at the end of the day i mean i don't like it because i only have two acres and i have 10 horses here i mean they all have a place to run around they can run around but so we would go to pat Pirelli's ranch and he'd say, put them in the back 35 acres okay we put them up there they run unbelievable it's so great to see for the first uh, eight minutes and then the rest of the two months I'm there, they're standing by the food thing waiting for somebody to come and feed them. <laughs> so how much do they really need to run around kind of depends. Uh, I, I don't feel like, oh my God, they're miserable if they're stuck in stalls, but we need to find some way to enrich exactly the word you use, enrich their lives. Now you can have toys for them to play with in there. You can have puzzles for them to solve. There's uh, food enrichment things like a like a what, what's a 16 a gun called oh, yeah. <laughs> 16 sided <laughs> figure <laughs> uh, with that it rolls around and finally you know a treat will fall out if they get it rolling in the right uh, sequence so that kind of stuff other horse interaction with other horses even if they can't run they can at least play over the fence that kind of thing um yeah but in general that if they're used to their if they're feeling comfortable and safe i think they're happy mm-hmm. you know whatever they're doing most of the time they're doing nothing or they're eating yeah uh, again once in a while they play a little bit but it's not so it's not this uh you know uh confinement of a 
you know, uh, but like not the confinement that people are feeling now because they used to go. (laughs) This can be torture for some people, right? Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Um, you know, my horse Bubba, uh, who's the one I brought to the clinic way back when, uh, when he retired, when he was really done being ridden, um, I couldn't, I didn't have a place to keep him. So I sent him to, um, he was at a facility, dressage facility. There was no real turnout. It was, you know, I thought not a great place for him. And I, at that point, couldn't, didn't have a lot of time to take care of him. So I sent him to a friend of mine's who lived and had this beautiful farm with rolling grass and he could be turned out with another horse. And I was like, this is perfect. I felt so good sending him there. He'd be so happy. And um, when I would come back and visit him some months later, I'm like, wow, he actually does not look happy. And he was being well cared for, you know, but I was like, wow, he looks terrible. So I ended up bringing him to another person's farm who was much more interactive and there's a little her nephew would come and ride and he could be any blossom so here was this horse you know i thought what i thought would make him happy no he was like he missed having his person even though he had people there taking care of him in the first place so um for in that case how did i know he was unhappy well his body condition changed and, and i knew him i knew his expression and I knew it wasn't the same. So mm-hmm. it can be really subtle and it can be illogical sometimes, but I think that's where knowing, you have to know about horses, but then to really know your individual horse. Yes. Yeah, and, and to be sensitive to those things. I always, uh, you know, I, I have to really work at being sensitive to a lot of things, being aware of a lot of things. And um, I know that my friend Bruce Almeida, when he, when he would ride, he, he felt so much about, about the horse. And, and we, we'd be, we, we went to the celebration together and he would be riding in the warm-up ring and he'd just hop off and I'd say, what's wrong? He said, I can feel his breathing isn't right. I just, something feels not right. And, uh, and then they'd go and he had, you know, he had a fever and he had bronchitis and all kinds of stuff that he, that, that he could just tell that this is not the way we usually dance and it's not, it's mm-hmm. not right. So we know, uh, you know, somebody that's in tune with their horse can really, really feel that. I did have, when Scotty had uh, EPM, um, I, I went to the, to the vets and I said, you know, he's tested positive. And I, I could tell just there was one little thing that he was doing that was not, it was not him. He would, he'd have like a panic response over something like close to his face that he would never, ever have. And he would be so violent that he would smash his head on something. So his face was all full of marks from where he had banged his head. And I could see when he had those marks, okay, something I could see, this is not right. And they, they put, they said, I was on the road and I, and they, took him to the university and they said okay well can you just give him the medicine we had him tested i said no we have to put him through the neurological exam well he passed a neurological exam with flying colors they have all these little things you have to step up step yeah, down yeah. you know i had him lie down i had him sit I, <laughs> you know do all kinds of stuff he was fully functional but i could tell i just knew it so the more time you spend with them the more you'll just feel 
are they happy or are they in some kind of trouble? That's a, that's a really good point is, uh, is, is to get to know them that well. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like old, like, it sounds like almost it's, it's so old now. It sounds like uh, a little bit of BS spend undemanding time with your horse, you know, spend some undemanding time with your horse. Well, it's, <laughs> It's way more powerful even than that we thought when we first started thinking about it in those terms. Mm-hmm. Just you show up and you be there and they will find joy in being with you. If you just be there for them, mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything. You just be there. Um, and the more you do for them, the more it even highlights it. So if you scratch them or you take them to the grass or you bring them a mint or something. So when, when the girls uh, come here, it's most, it's, like it's always been girls <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but when they arrive the first thing i say is you have one job here. for the first week i don't care what you do i, I don't care if any chores get done nothing is to get every single one of these no every one of these single horses and get them to love you <laughs> that's all that's all your only job um, and there's 10 of them here. So, you know, here's the ones you maybe want to focus on because you might be doing more with them. But every horse, you need to know his name. When you call them, they need to come. I need to know that you've created this with them. And and it's really, it's no pressure to, it's or it's a lot of pressure to have no pressure. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Your job is to get your horse to love you. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're going to need to be there and observe them and think about what is going to make this force love me more than just being like tolerating me in the environment. I think it's like, right. And, and, and you know, from Dr. Zellig's come bearing gifts, really. I mean, yeah. People say, Oh, I want him to love me for me and not for the food. Like, <laughs> yeah. How'd that work out in your, uh, in your first date when you, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah. we're going to a restaurant, but Oh, we can't order anything. So what, <laughs> you know, I'm going to cook you and I'm going to cook dinner for you. And it's, you know, like a frozen meal. What, <laughs> you know, we, we, yeah. we, 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 we don't think about it as, uh, you know, everybody's in it for something, give them, what they want and they will enjoy being around you. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I find that to be especially aggravating uh, argument yeah. that I want them to love me for me and not for the food. Well, you're going to feed them anyway. Why don't you, why don't you make it something pleasant? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think in, in horses in general, there's the, because of the history and the tradition, I think there's this assumption of obligingness that somewhere in there, we think horses need to do it because we ask they you know and it's like no we need to step up for them i mean i think we're in different times where yeah well there's there's the you know that they need to do it um because we asked and then they need to do it because they wanted to do it yeah Um, how are they going to want to because you know right right it has to be something in it for them and they have control of their own environment if we give them a choice and they choose to do it and they go wow this worked out. I chose this and it worked out great. I think I'll do it again. So motivational strategies, those are, those are key to uh, also finding happiness for the horse. Awesome. If you have, can you think of a particular horse? I think you touched on this a little bit already that like you have a particular horse, you knew he wasn't 
feeling so happy for whatever reason, what are some things that you might do to act like if you went like, I'm going to go, I need to go cheer up Scotty or cheer up, you know, what are some things that you might do like just individually? Yeah. Uh, usually it's there. When I see that they're unhappy, they're unhappy in, in doing something. Mm. So I, I right away change what we're doing. Um, and often, most of the time, it's do something that's, you know, big pay for little work. Remember that show, Moonlighting? Yeah. <laughs> <I do. laughs> Was it Bruce, Bruce Willis and I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> I can see her face. Yeah. Anyway, they worked at this private eye office or something. And there was always like 20 people in there, but they, you know, what are they all doing? <laughs> They're not doing anything, right? They're just an office and it's all these people busy, but they never do anything. And so one, one episode, they decided to go on strike. <laughs> and their, their, their chant was, no work, but pay. No work, but pay. <laughs> so this is the kind of thing, if you want to like swing the pendulum the other way to happiness, yeah, give them no work, but pay, uh, I think. It, it makes sense. Yeah. It, in the end that, of that episode, they said, wait a minute, you're already doing You're, <laughs> you're already having to work and you're getting paid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not something, I mean, you could end up in, at the extreme, you could end up like only having a horse that does nothing except demand food. So <laughs> that's not, a, that's, that's kind of a one-sided uh, enabling kind of uh, relationship that probably would not be satisfying to either of you in the end. So, but I think, you know, take away, take away your thoughts and say, okay, what, what, what would you, what would you rather be doing than this? And maybe it's, you know, let's go in, let's get a, a big thing of alfalfa pellets and let's, uh, let's put the scratching gloves on and have a little massage spa day or something. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, most of the time, because we don't have grass here, I mean, it's a very precious resource. Taking them to grass is a huge thing although i have had that my neighbor has a place where she used to keep horses and the and the grass grew up really tall and i said can i bring the horses over there and and you know and and 80 percent of the horses oh man we can't wait to get over there and turn them loose and eat the grass it's great but two of them they just they were very unhappy they were senior horses they've been living over here their whole life and they, over there they felt like um you know they were calling and screaming so one day I said, okay, I'm bringing all the horses over there. So now they won't, they, they still wanted to be back exactly. where they felt safe. It wasn't the horses they were after. It was mm -hmm. the safety here. So that was like the worst thing I could do for them. But, but in general, when we don't have this uh, pasture situation, I, that's, that's what I like to give them is, uh, okay, let's go for a walk and find some, some grass. Mm -hmm. And also, um that you know meredith my friend meredith she always talks about when she likes to trail ride i don't like to trail ride so much but she is constantly every weekend going sometimes during the week she's going on these long trail rides and when i do occasionally go with her she says okay now we have our we, you know when we go out we're going to have mandatory 30 minutes of grazing time and that can be in three 10 minute segments or it can be two 15s or one 30 minute. But I'd like to think in terms of 30 minutes grazing on a four hour, uh, 
trail ride is not that not that much and so i kind of adopted that even when i just going around the block here i i don't call i don't think it's a trail ride but i guess qualifies but we will i will always say okay some portion of the trail ride is going to be um stopping and grazing in a place that's got luscious grass that you wouldn't be able to find at home so i think you know this is how you change their mind about uh about being happy um when they when they you feel like they might not be or they might you know okay another trail ride but you you remember andrea andrea wady from uh costa rica so she she was brilliant she they they uh they had these rides it wasn't a long ride maybe 25 minutes to the waterfall and then they would tie the horses up and people would get in the waterfall and get a mud pack thing and you know (laughs) but the but the horses somebody went ahead and hung hay nets all from around the trees so when they got there this is like wow and then when they got home there were hay nets hanging there it's like every place we go it's like yeah, uh, I love that. Just taking that that minute to think ahead, and not just let's do it. And the horse's job is to go and to be tied, but think, well, how can we make the horse be a little bit more comfortable or, you know, happier there? I'll do yeah. that sort of thing with um with my horses if they're training and things are getting hard, and I know like okay, this is going to be a big physical day, or, or we're training something that's they find challenging, and I decided okay, I'm going to be working on this. Um, I'll have my assistant, I'll say, well, I'm out walking around, go hide their special treat. They always get special treats when they're done with the ride. Go hide the special treats over here. And so right at the end of the ride and where my horse is not expecting it, I get off, take the tack off and I go, look what I found. And they're like, oh my God. So it's, it's a small thing. It's just a few, you know, hundred yards different location where they're getting their treat that they get after every ride anyway. But that surprise and that extra reward, it's such a small thing. And that's not, that's just making him a little bit happier after that ride than he would have been without that. So it's like that to me is like a little degree or just stopping at the lush grass when you're on your trail ride. Like, oh, there's some grass. I'm going to let you graze there. And it's just a nice extra thing you can do if it makes the horse a little more comfortable or a little more like, yay, I love it when we do that. Why don't we say why don't we say this? Because I mentioned it before. Let's let's think about our relationship with the horse is like we're it's like a fifty first dates. <laughs> I love that. Right? Right. Yeah. Every every day you go out there, you have to try to win their affection because uh um in of course in that movie she couldn't remember. But the idea is we get very complacent. I've been married thirty five mm-hmm. years, you know. I you know, on on those first weeks of dating boy i i did way more than i'm doing now this is wrong i think i think i should be doing more so to think of the relationship as you know if i know you want them to love you for you but give them give, give them a little extra attention it'll come back in spades that's it yeah. make it make it like it's the first date i love that and, and uh, I, you know, if you want them to love them for you be the you the, the, that they want to be around right right well, like i don't want to be like the... i'm gonna be a jerk and you i want you to love me no matter what like no i want to help you <laughs> and it goes I back love... to the platinum rule as well instead of the golden rule right the platinum the golden rule says do unto others as you would have them do unto you but the platinum rule says do unto others as they would like to have done to them yes so yeah. we have to know that the horse mm-hmm. you know 
You know, I love to gallop through the fields. Oh, horse hates galloping. He would rather stand still. Okay, so let's not try to make that, try to get to be his idea rather than trying to just say, this is, we're going to have fun. No, that's not fun. I love that. I love that. I love that. I think that's a, um, my last question is going to be, do you have a general rule or takeaway? But I think you just nailed it. I think that's it. Make each interaction like it was the first date and then go from there. Love it. That's a and good. then my Liberty Outside the Round Pen, uh, which is available streaming uh, <laughs> and on DVD. Well, all uh, right. I'm going to pause and then say, David, where can people find you if they want to learn more? Just go, David, just look on Facebook, David Litchman, probably professional or davidlitchman.com. Those are easy. But the in, in that... Uh, series i had uh, marianne kennedy uh, write a song for that to, uh, liberty outside the round pen and uh she's she said well give me some ideas for lyrically and, and I, i'm not a lyric person but i just uh, i just came up with just the the chorus line who is the person i need to be for you to want to stay with me and then she took it in in uh, two days she had the complete song recorded and everything it was just amazing she was brilliant but it was that seed of an idea who was the person i need to be that you would like to hang around with me and then uh, of course she changed at the end of the song it says i'll be the person i need to be for you to want to stay with me <laughs> so I love of course it. of the song she's grown yeah i love it Oh, no, like we could look at Leon now. He's got his ears forward. <laughs> I can just see him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many horses have been like terrorized with a plastic bag on a stick in order to get okay. a picture of them looking happy? Anyway, well, thank uh, David. I'm going to do the official wrap up. Thank you so much. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.